All right, welcome back to the Lindroth Hockey Podcast. We're in partnership with Black and Gold Hockey Productions. You're here with co-host father and son duo, Andrew and Jim Lindroth. Dad, how are you this morning? Doing great, Andrew. we got our special guest. A bit of breaking news. We're going to have to uh, put this one out there immediately. We have uh, hockey great, our friend, Anthony DeLuca. Yes. Joining us. And today we're going to talk about uh, not only his uh, uh, the best career he's a season he's having in his career, but also the big matchup here in the Elite League over in the uh, EIHL. They have Manchester versus Sheffield, yep. and we're going to get his thoughts and kind of hype up this weekend. It's going to be a hell of a series. So, Mr. DeLuca, welcome again. How's it going? Yeah, thanks for having me on again, boys. Yeah, so right off the bat, you know that we're big fans. We're supporters of yours. You're having the best season of your career, so... How has this season gone? We caught you right at the beginning of this season. Yeah, well, I, th- I think it's it's obviously been like a, you know, a put it in your face type of season. And I think it's been, you know, like we said at the beginning of the year, I wanted to prove to a lot of people that what I can do. And, you know, it was obviously a mistake what happened and this and that. And I was I was punished pretty, pretty, pretty wildly. And I Obviously, we both don't think that that punishment was worth it, but it is in the past and you move on and obviously I haven't remade that same mistake and and just, you know, bettered myself and obviously proved it with the stats that I put up this season. So I'm pretty proud of myself that I could, you know, do that. And now uh, instead of looking like the the villain here, you know, looking like uh, looking like someone who actually proved themselves and it wasn't all talk. Yeah, so Manchester's worked out well for you. So I've got 46 games, 29 goals, 24 assists. So that's 53 points leading the team in points. So yeah. what a season you are having. It's got to be the first time your your penalty minutes are lower than the games played, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty rare, actually. <laughs> usually, I, uh, usually I somehow manage to rack them up, but I guess I've been pretty decent on that this year. So, so what do you think has been the the change? Because uh, I mean, you're almost a 30 goal scorer, and uh, you know we've got the stats pulled up for both teams, Sheffield and and uh, Manchester. Just take a look, and you're you're far ahead of everybody else. So, what's been the change? I mean, you're scoring lots of goals this season. Um, I think it was more of that that attitude and that you know just not letting myself kind of uh, you know get down on myself and and this and that. And I I really had. Uh, really had like a, you know, prove it to everyone attitude. And, and obviously I worked hard this summer and I got in really good shape. I kind of got into a weird funk when I got uh, to match. I, I scored off the bat. The first two weekends were good. And then I hadn't scored for almost a month there. So that was kind of tough. Uh, but just got back on track, you know, work, work my ass off. And then, you know, just got back to scoring. So it was, it was obviously kind of worrying when that was happening, but at the same time, you know, I was pretty confident this summer when I spoke to you guys that I'd have a big year and I just had to get back to that mentality and actually believe in myself. And, you know, sometimes you just got to tell yourself you, you, you are the best player on the ice and it is what it is. Once, once you do believe it, it does come into fruition. So I think that's been a big, uh, big help for me this year. And obviously it paid off. Yeah, and like I said, things are now the past is in the past because this season you just racked it up, like I said. So let's talk about the present. You're going into the quarterfinals against your old team, Sheffield. And um, 
we understand the love that you have for Sheffield and their fans, but however, we got to hype this game up, bro. So <laughs> Manchester, how are you guys getting prepared? I think the first game's in Manchester. Yeah. Um, what's the team going? I, I heard coach Jin talking a little bit about giving you guys a little bit of a break, but then a little bit of a, some training just before uh, Friday's matchup. So what's going on? How's the team preparing? How are you preparing? How excited are you? Yeah, it's, it's definitely different from uh, North American, you know, type of playoffs when you, you're ready to see a team seven times, right? So um, every minute counts in these aggregates. And obviously you can't really take a five minutes off because if you, if you kind of give up a couple goals quick, it's obviously tough to come back from, right? So you never want to, you never want to go down game one uh, by a lot of goals because then you kind of shoot yourself in the foot and you're, you're already out of it. Right. So it's, it's almost just like preparing for every minute and just winning your, basically winning your shift. Cause it's, it sucks to say, but if you, if you take five minutes off, that could be the series. So it's definitely, uh, it's definitely really different. And it's, it's, I guess it should be a good thing. Right. So we're playing in Manchester, the first game that, that gives us a nice little home ice advantage and everyone knows it's kind of hard to play in match with a small sheet. So yeah, we'll see how it goes, but I think, for us right now, we're concentrating on us. Uh, we've been starting to do a bit of video on them, obviously, and I'm sure they're doing a lot on us. So it is what it is, and we'll see what happens on Friday. So, you know, you you tend to want to mix it up and get underneath uh, the skin of the opponents. Uh, are you going to have to uh, play a little bit more discipline? I mean, the team's going to need you not sitting in the box, or is it just your style of what happens, happens? Or is that part of your strategies? You've got to get under their skin, throw them off their game. I mean, yeah, it's it's always tough playing against your old teammates. It's I, I definitely have a hard time, you know, uh, differentiating, you know, friendship and, and during the game. So for me, every time I play chef, I kind of, I wouldn't say ease off, but, you know, I don't necessarily finish checks and this and that. And uh, of course, in, in playoffs, it's kind of got to be different. So I hope the guys understand that it's just, it's just part of the game and it's not, you know, it's not anything personal. Obviously if I had the choice, I wouldn't do it. And like I did kind of all season and, you know, it's just, it's crunch time now. So I, I got to do my job to the fullest. So yeah, obviously I'm going to be a bit more of a, almost more of a rat out there and, you know, get under people's skin, but it's, it's all part of the game. Like obviously after the, the weekend series, you know, they're, they're still my good friends. And I, I respect a lot of guys in that room and especially all the guys I played with, you know, I, I ended up meeting a lot of them too at the uh, testimonial game and they've all been pretty good to me. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. It's going to be definitely tough to get in, in their head and try to mind myself for, you know, being that, being that rat type of player, but I mean, Manchester definitely needs it. So um, I'm curious when you guys had uh, played um, Sheffield earlier in the season, especially when you had uh, played uh, the first few games against them, um, was it still that same feeling of just like, you know, you got your friends on the ice, your old buddies, you know, just teammates with them. I understand it could be hard, but uh, you know, when you're out there and you, you scored the goal, does that kind of all go away? Is it still in the back of your head? Cause I always thought as a professional, if you're on a team for many years, like you look like, you look at like Patrick Kane leaving the Chicago Blackhawks, you know, any, any players leaving a team that they've been with for a while, that's gotta be really tough to play against some good friends. Or like you said, finish checks on, on your homeboys. Right. Like, you know, you still want to go for a beer after the game. 
yeah i yeah that's the hardest thing and i'm i'm definitely guilty of that uh i've always kind of been like that and you know as a kid like my parents always told me like you know it is what it is your your friends are your friends but on the ice you have to you have to play your game however it is and i i definitely tend to get away from that when i am playing friends i you know, I, I never want to hurt anyone out there, especially my boys. And it's, it sucks that I have to play that game and that I, you know, I do have to finish checks and this and that. And I think this year, uh, there, I was, yeah, like I said, I've definitely been guilty about that against Sheffield, you know, not playing the hardest, uh, you know, not trying to hurt anyone and this and that. So, but obviously in, in playoffs, I mean, if I have a chance to finish a check, I obviously have to, it's, it's a completely different game. And especially it's only one weekend to get you into the final four. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, like I said, it's crunch time and it's things kind of change for playoffs. It's a fun question ever in your career. Did you, uh, did you ever go against an old friend and you went and finished a big check and, or anything, or was in a scrum and he texted you after the game is like, DeLuca, what the hell, man? I thought we were buddies. What you go you chasing after me for? Yeah, actually, I, I think it's, it kind of traumatized me. It was when I was really young. Uh, and it was my best friend. We, uh, we played on, uh, opposite teams and I kind of hit him. It was like, he was turning at the same time. So it ended up almost being like from behind and it didn't hurt him, but it, it just, you know, it was just like a, it wasn't like the nicest of checks, kind of a nasty check. And he texted me after the game saying like, man, like, what were you doing there? Like, and ever since then, that kind of just threw me off. And now I, I never want to kind of get that text again. So that's what's really like, that's what's been hard for me personally. And it, it I, I tend to stay away from those situations. Like I said, I'm I'm definitely guilty of not finishing my checks on buddies. And it's, it's tough to say, like, you know, but I, I mean, at the end of the day, like, yeah, of course, hockey's our, our job. But, you know, it's, it's also friendships pretty important and I never want to hurt anyone and God forbid I do. It's, you know, it's, it would never, I would never be able to live with that. So yes, I I tend to stay away from that. Without giving uh, any team secrets here uh, to the opponent that might be uh, listening to this, which I'm sure a lot of Sheffield fans will be listening to this. Talk a little bit about Sheffield. Uh, They're third place. They've had uh, a great start to the season on paper. I mean, a depth team. I mean, Holy smoke. I mean, great team. Greenfield in in goal, what an incredible season that kids have in playing basically every game. Uh, what's the one or two lines that you're looking to disrupt that you're going to have to watch out for? Um, and and do you think Sheffield's going to be like which uh, Bob Westerdale had a great article that talked about what Sheffield team's going to show up on Friday night? Is it going to mm-hmm. be the start of the season Sheffield or the January February Sheffield? Yeah, I, I think the thing is with that team is that they just have so much firepower up and down the lineup, you know, including their D-man. Like, obviously, their their top D uh, was their top scorer. So it says a lot about the team. Um, they're, you know, they're obviously a really good team. They've been going through a tough stretch. And I think all teams go through that. It's just, you know, it's a tough timing to go through that. And then they got Greeny back there that – is unbelievable one of the top goalies in the league so it's yeah they they, it's hit or miss with them but you know we got to always think that it's hit so you got to prepare yourself for that top of the top of the line Sheffield team and at the end of the day they they could have easily won the league if they just put it together you know two weeks two or three weeks ago and it's you know they 
they definitely have the talent to finish at the top of the league like they did in third. And it's it's surprising, honestly, to look at their lineup and see that they didn't win the league. So we just got to prepare like they're they are the best team, and because that's the team we're playing against, right? And obviously, yeah. like you said, there's there's going to be some guys that you're you have to disrupt, and their top guys, their top six, I'd say their top nine is pretty phenomenal. You know, they're like I said, they have a lot of depth. So all their pretty much all their lines, you just got to watch because you never know who's who's going to be on that night and whoever is that's that's who you got to really protect that night it's it really goes per per night with them so what is it going to mean for manchester and and again you know the team has had their struggles over the years but has always sort of hung in there uh you guys are in sixth place fan base is getting better by the way i looked at stats on attendance just in the elite league in general and like attendance is way up every arena which is great Uh, but what is it going to mean for manchester if you guys can go in there and take out sheffield because i i understand that's a big rival yeah i i mean it's definitely it's obviously something that would be you know i think a dream for for manchester fans it's the big rivalry and it would prove a lot about the team i think the pieces that we brought in this year you know uh roads being one of the big ones i think he's been unbelievable for us and you know, he's proven every night that with him, we have a chance to win. So I definitely think that we do have, we have a pretty good chance of taking them down, especially in the state. Uh, you know, they're, they're up and down. So we just gotta, we gotta hope our big players, our big guns come out to play and, you know, and our big guns outdo their big guns. So I think, I think obviously they, like I said before, they do have a lot of firepower, but if we simplify our game, maybe we can just, you know, keep things, keep things pretty simple and then counter. And obviously we have a pretty lethal power play with uh, Jesper back and me on the other half wall. So uh, yeah, it's just, we have to execute and not give them any, any big chances, no five minute gaps of just letting go there. So when you go into playoff matchups and you're in your way, and especially before you start, do you think about a specific player, like who's going to be the biggest threat, who you need to be looking out for on the ice? Is it just you just go out there, play your game? What's your mindset as a player going into that, knowing you've been studying the team, you know who's going to be on the ice, you've been there all season? What kind of goes through your head? <clears throat> um, I think that's a really good question because usually, you know, you know a team, but you don't really know a team. And right. by being by being in Sheffield for so long, it's – Usually you'd look at the top two lines and say, yeah, these are their threats. But by knowing all these guys, you know, I know a guy like Whistle, who's not necessarily seen as their biggest threat, but he can have unbelievable nights and just rip you apart. So like there's there's so many pieces on that team that you have to watch out for. So it's not necessarily one or two guys. I think it's just whoever's hot that night is you got to contain him because there's so many, so many pieces, you know. Latal Valley, you know, they're, they're new guys, Allen. So it's uh Dowds, you know, there's, there's just so many guys that you have to contain that it's just play simple and hope no one has a, a hot night. Cause obviously that becomes a lot harder to, to deal with. Yeah. So uh, Sheffield does have, I think a few players that have already said they're retiring and Dowd, like we talked about before, I think Connolly's also retiring too. Right. Yep. I'm not sure. I believe. Um, so they've got a lot of vets that are sort of, hey guys, this is make or break for us to get some silverware, as you guys like to say over in UK. Um, 
doesn't mean anything to you guys. What in the locker room right now are you guys focused on? And and in for North American listeners, like you talked about, Anthony, before, it's uh, it's two games, but you're adding up the total goals against goals. So are, are you focused on that oh, first yeah. game? You know, if you guys win five to three and the next game you lose five to four, you guys still win because it's the number of goals, right? Yeah, I think so. So uh, what's the game plan? Is it to yes. really try to jump ahead and, and and you and you don't have to give it away, but you know, we're talking about you defending somebody. You're also thinking about how you're going to be scoring. Like I said, you're you're leading both teams yeah. in points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, for sure, the aggregate is definitely on your mind, right? So if you're if you're winning four one, it's not necessarily the best thing to sit back and just wait because you never know what will happen game two. So it's just really balls to the wall for all 60 minutes and then you regroup for game two. But it's it's definitely very, very different. And like I said, it's kind, it's kind of – it's hard to prepare for because you really can't take five minutes off. And obviously, you know, I'm – like you said, I'm leading both teams in scoring. So the scoring is heavily relied on – on me and my line mates. So it's, it's just, you got, you got to really prepare. You got to be ready for every minute of that. And, and it's, yeah, there's not much else to say. It's just when it comes game time, you know, game one comes, you obviously start, you want to go up at home. That's never, it's never fun going into Sheffield down because it's a really hard building to play in. And yeah, we, we just got to get a healthy lead. And I wouldn't say protect in game two, because that's when you kind of get caught and then things just kind of unravel and you're, you haven't played offense all night. And then you uh, now all of a sudden you have to get two goals to get back in it. So it's, yeah, it's, it's really just a, it's a, it's a really another a completely different aspect from North America, especially us. Like we've never been used to playing aggregate scores. So it's, it's, it's hard to deal with, but I guess you just get used to it and it is what it is. But say, does it change the way you approach the game in some way? Because I feel like if you're adding up the goals against, you're wanting to play probably a little bit more aggressively, offensively versus, you know, being yeah, a counter team like New York Islanders. Then you get but stuck, right? It's playoff. Then you true. get stuck one mistake and the puck's in the net. That's got to be tough, man. I mean, does yeah, that does yeah. that change up your game a little bit compared to if you're and playing they're coming after games? you, man. They're going to come after you. You know, you, yeah, you can't hide. You can't hide. You're... <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely expect uh, I definitely expect a lot of attention in those games. Uh, as you know, and like you said before too, they they do have guys retiring, Connolly and Jonathan Phillips. So those guys are going to be flying. Uh, Cons has been doing really well in his last ten games, and he's been putting up a lot of points and kind of revamped his season. So guys like that obviously know it's their last final games, and they're going to be going a million miles an hour. And obviously, it's it's hard to compare your motivation level to a guy that has those, you know, those thoughts and those final, final moments. Obviously those guys just have all the motivation in the world and they want to be going a million miles an hour. So we just got to match that somehow and, and figure it out. And like you said too, it's, you know, you can't be flying offense all the time because then one bad mistake, it's playoffs, then it's, you're down a goal. So it's, it's really hard to get ready for, but I'm lucky to say we have a really good goalie behind us. So he's he's obviously going to be a big part of this and if Manchester get through I, I think it's definitely going to be a big part with Rhodes here yeah and so um 
when you're when you're going into um, the season, you know, I, I think you came in kind of. Not, I mean, you came in the beginning of the season, but 46 games played compared to a little over 50. Who has been the biggest rivals to you personally this season? Out of everybody that you played, who's who's been on your ass? I mean, yeah, definitely all the games in Sheffield, right? Like I told you guys at the beginning of the year, I wanted to prove that it was a mistake that they they didn't sign me and didn't really consider signing me. So for me, you know, it was kind of a personal goal to top all their top scorers. And, um, you know, guys guys that they were saying that were a lot better than me, you know, I, one name pops to head uh, that they, you know, I, I kept seeing how we don't need DeLuca, we got Champini and this and that. And, you know, like nothing, nothing off of him. He's a good player, but, you know, I know my talents too. And I, I just found it pretty, pretty unfair to, to be, you know, saying that I wasn't close to him. And I mean, I proved it this year and yeah, like I said, he's a good player, but I think I'm also a good, pretty good player. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure Sheffield and their fans wouldn't have minded a 30 goal season. So it's, I mean, yeah. Absolutely. So any final thoughts going into this weekend and then we'll uh, we'll leave you alone and get your get yourself in the right headspace for the, you know, too bad we can't see it. We'll nah, see I highlights. Know. But I man, I really want to see these. We, we have to find like offshore Russian. Well, lakes we, we, got, we got some guy. We got <laughs> we, some we have a fan that, fan helps. that yeah. helps us with it. We'll have yeah. to do that. But sometimes if it don't work. Yeah, we got to find some. Yeah, this is going to be great hockey. Sense. But any final thoughts? Anthony, yeah, for sure. It's obviously the biggest weekend of the year right now. And, you know, it's just to zone in for, you know, hopefully not our final weekend, you know, then it would be nice to get to the final four. And especially for Manchester, a team that hasn't made the playoffs in four years to to skip right to the final four would be, you know, from not making playoffs to final four would be an unbelievable jump. And obviously, I think, you know, it's it's pretty it makes you pretty proud to be a part of that. And, you know, obviously bring a bring a big season like when I look at the numbers and stuff it's you know I'm happy that I obviously on a personal level I'm really happy that of of my season and I'm also happy that Manchester took a chance on me and that I I proved them and the rest of the league wrong right so I think they're pretty pretty happy with their decision bringing me in and um yeah you know it was just like I said almost uh almost like a I don't know if I could say it, but a fuck you season. And, yeah, you yeah. know, it's just, it's yeah, you know, it's pretty much that sums it up. It's just that attitude and always thinking, you know, like there was a mistake done. Yes, I admit to it, but there's also mistakes done. And clearly right. teams made the same mistake, right? So, yeah. well, I think Andrew has called your season the revenge tour all season yeah. long. <laughs> so, okay. Much. So now you, now you got your revenge, uh, you know, passes in the past because this season, like you said, has changed everything and pro and certainly has looks like changed you as a player. It's done nothing but strengthen you as a player and going to make you even more valuable in the off season, which we won't talk about. We want you focused on the, on the playoffs, but, uh, We'll say goodbye off air. We can't thank you enough for coming on here on such short notice. Yes. And, uh, you know, you know, you always got a place here to come on. And uh, and uh, we uh, love following your career, man. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I'm sure we could talk about the offseason and the offseason. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that conversation will happen. Yeah. All right. As always, a lot of fans love them. A lot of fans hate them. Yep. You want them on your team. Yeah, he's the Brad Marchand.
But don't you like having characters in pro sports like this that you can love and hate as a fan, as a fan of another team, you can hate them. I mean, Look, that's, we're that's not, great. we're not, we're not going to go into the past and keep bringing that up. You know, I know he did just because it's part right. of this is a, a redemption, right? Because uh, he's now on a different level, totally on a different level with his playing. He's an elite player. I think it's six or seventh in the league there. Right. Um, he's going to be a hot commodity, but again, I don't want to get ahead of all that. Right. Um, Manchester versus Sheffield. So we got a lot of Manchester fans that follow our podcast, particularly on Twitter. We got a lot of Sheffield fans that yep. listen and they're on our Twitter. Yep. So guys, what did you think of this episode? Uh, and are you guys gearing up for this weekend? Yeah, gonna... what's, what's everybody's predictions, honest predictions? Right. So today is April 5th, Wednesday. We're going to post this immediately, give you guys a couple days hyped up and yep. Friday the 7th. And Saturday the 8th, they have their quarterfinal match. If Manchester can pull an upset, boy, that will be something for Manchester. Yeah, that would be huge for him. We'll see. Sheffield's been a little inconsistent near the end of the season, but like uh, DeLuca said, they have a powerhouse of a roster, depth on depth. Check out our um, other podcast that we're releasing today. In about an hour or so, we're going to have from the Sheffield Star newspaper we're having our friend bob westerdale who yep. covers sheffield and and he's had some recent great articles we're going to chat with him about where he thinks the uh two teams are in their matchup and he'll give us a little bit of rundown since he follows sheffield closely about yep. that team so make sure you check that out as well so we're gonna stop this and uh we'll get on with bob westerdale in about an hour awesome well thank you everybody for tuning in